stay right there because Jeff Keith of Tesla is coming right up and he's here to talk about the new Tesla single time to rock and the eventual eventual upcoming new album, whenever that may be, we don't know tour dates, live shows that are planned, plus some old shit like modern day cowboy video shoot touring with David Lee Roth. What inspired the powerful tune song and emotion and much, much more stay right there. Speak to Chuck. Yes, this is him. Hi, huh? how's it going? Chuck, going great. How about yourself, buddy? Great, man. I love the energy. I, I thought I was going to have to bring the energy, but you're bringing it for me. I love it. All right. Well, hey, man, we both got energy. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, I had to. I, I sorry, I had to push it back uh, an hour, but I just had an, kind of a family emergency that happened. So, oh, here I am. Was everything okay? I mean, we can still do it today. Everything, everything's fine. It's hey, we always got to be at all times, be ready to ne- renegotiate and renavigate in life, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I'm sure you know all about that. Doing concerts and tours oh, and making yeah. albums and sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the <laughs> new song, "Time to Rock." I love this. I mean, you know, you're not creating a, a new genre. You're just doing a nice, great old-fashioned hard rock song. I love it. Uh, the so I've heard it. Uh, the song is not going to be released until August, but you are playing it live, right? We are. Uh, we've been playing it live since June 11th when we played our home show uh, um, here in Sacramento. And so we played it live and we just have, have just kept it in the set. You know, because it's uh, like with all Tesla songs, we try to, ha- we don't try, we ha- like to have that raw live feel. And this song is totally just got that raw live feel. And so we've only played it live, and uh, but but I know a video and a single's coming out. I think August sixth, but love it. It's you know that's that kind of song that we just you know um, everything we might have going on when you go to a concert, you want to just kind of let your hair down, and this song is exactly about that. Just like kind of just not let things go, but just drop them down and still holding them into your hands tight, but just let things go and let your hair down for four and a half minutes. Time to rock. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's such a well-crafted, well-written song too. How did, how did you write the song? Is it, uh, is it a whole band uh, collaboration or you and uh, Frank? Well, well, actually Frank, see Frank lives up on the other side of Folsom Lake for me. I live off of interstate 80. Um, um, in the Roseville area in Granite Bay. And then on the other side of Folsom Lake, it's about a 20 minute drive, 25 if there's heavy traffic. And I drive up on uh, in, uh, Highway 50 to Frank's house in Cameron Park. And that's, we get together and put ideas together and he'll, you know, have a riff. And then we take the riff and then we'll say, hey, let's go here with it and let's go there. Then I go home and usually it's on Thursdays and then I go back up next Thursday. We'll kind of take it here and then once we got where things we felt like things were and I take it home for the week and I go, okay, uh, Frank, it, it come up with this. How about something like time to rock? I went, okay, let me take that idea. And I went home for that week and put this, the words together and, and then go up to Frank, laid it down as a demo and me and Frank together. And we go this and Hey, and he's going to add this part and here, let me, he says, Hey, you know, maybe add this in there and what you got there. And next, you know, we 
created this demo, and it turns out, then with, you know, technology with Dropbox, he could send it to each member of the band. They put their parts down. Dave actually lives in Oakland, so he come, came up. And Steve Brown, it was, he lives here right here in Sacramento. So it was, it's a band collaboration, but it starts out with, you know, in this case, uh, with me and Frank just getting together and just hanging out and then putting something together and taking it here, taking it there, and we take it around the block a few times. And next you know, we've got what is going to be the single. And it, my vocal was just a one-day demo. Hmm. I planned to re-sing it and everything, but Frank says, hey, I think it's great just the way it is. And I went, hey, I love life. Because, see, for me, when we write a song, I I'm looking at it as if we play it live that's what I'm thinking yeah. I, that's my favorite thing to do is play music live I love the studio I love records I love writing songs but it's playing it live yeah is there, but is there going to be more is it just a single or is there going to be a full album okay well right now the, we, we have talk of you know putting maybe another album together within the next year or two but right now the way things are with these uh what do they call them? Smartphones and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, and those things. You see, I don't go on the internet, so I don't know all the typical names and titles for things. But um, evidently, you can uh, you can put a song out as a single. So it's yeah. kind of like goes back to the days where the guys were explaining to me. It's like how uh, artists used to come out with a, a forty-five record with a mm-hmm. b-side and that's how they used to release it's not everything and then of course it gets to maybe the 50s 60s and 70s and they start coming into the album idea but see i get it all wrong so i'm probably getting things wrong but long story short is it's coming back to where now with the internet you can download a song as yeah. a single so right now we're just doing a, you know, we did Cold Blue Steel. Yeah. Now we're doing Time to Rock. And sure, we'd love to make a record, but right now um, we're just we're just very fortunate to be able to do these singles so far. Yeah, well, I'm loving the singles. Like I said, it's a great song. I feel like pretty much everything you guys have put out has been good. So keep doing it. Because I know some bands stop making new music because they don't have to. But if you're, I think if you're good at it, why wouldn't you continue to do it? I know it's probably not profitable, but... The fans, I mean, as a fan, I love it. Well, thank you, Chuck. And you know what? As a band, we love it. So yeah. we're not trying to win no popularity contest. <laughs> never were and, ne- and never will. And, and we love to write music. Now, like you said, some bands can go, well, we can just go out and for the rest of time and just play off of our, our catalog. And we prefer to write songs. We just love to write songs. And we don't try to be anybody but we're not even trying to be ourselves. We're just being ourselves, and you know. So we're not trying to go with what's the new blend. What's the, you know? When grunge came in, it was like, oh boy. Some people tried to write grunge, and it's like, mm, it's it's not your cup of tea. Our <laughs> cup of tea, we always stuck to our roots. Yes, and just wrote what people might consider '80s hair band because we came from the '80s. And we still all got our hair and. <laughs> We don't try to be something that we're not. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, uh, never mind profits, but it's, we were just 
always stuck to our roots and our fans, they, they love us for that. And we feel great ourselves about it because we stick to our roots. We're just who we are. That's just who we are. Yeah, well, you say 80s hairband, but I think one thing that sets you guys apart is I don't remember you guys ever putting on the makeup and the spandex as much. I mean, you're more just like jeans and T-shirts kind of guys from what I remember. Right. Well, now, now the, if you watch the first single we ever released was Modern Day Cowboys. Yeah. Now, we had somebody putting the Aquanet and all that stuff and a little, uh, not eyeshadow, but what you call eyeliner, a little bit stuff. And it's like, and you know, the, I remember doing that video down in Long Beach at this old theater. I remember poor, this poor gal, she did, took probably 30 minutes doing a makeup, you know, for, for, for the video so your skin don't shine, all this stuff. And then doing my hair all up. And I get, off the, I get out of the chair and I look in the mirror and I go, oh, no, I can't have this. I start patting it down. <laughs> and she goes, no, what are you doing? So it took her another 15 minutes to spice it back up. So if you watch Modern Day Cowboy, that's the one where, you know, where I could honestly say, I know I'm there, that we let them put hairspray and all that stuff in our hair. But after that, uh, you know, for getting better and little Susie and then from then on. So just Modern Day Cowboy, yes, we were just young, fresh, new at it. They got a little eyeliner on us and the hairspray. But after that, we went, we don't need that stuff. We'll just be us. And, you know, maybe you play around with putting some handprints on pants and things, silly little things like that. But, yeah. you know, wearing our favorite shirts and pants and cowboy boots and all that stuff. But we never focused on that, you know, because a lot of back then, let's face it, it's, you know, dude looks like a lady. And, <laughs> and uh, they got Motley Crue, which is like, Admire, admire very much. You got poison bands like that where it was what's what do they call it? Glam, glam, glam metal. Yeah, glam metal. So we didn't focus on that. We just wanted to write songs from the heart because our management at the time, or you know, Q Prime, they told us, listen, just write from the heart because you may never sell one record. And there may only be three, four people in the audience. But if you write from the heart, you're playing songs from the heart. And that might be all you ever have. So that at least you can be on stage playing songs, singing from the heart. And we stuck with that theory and we're still sticking to that theory. And it worked out for us. Yeah, I fucking love it. Well, you mentioned uh, Motley and Poison. I mean, obviously, they're on tour right now with uh, Def Leppard, the stadium tour. Now, were you guys ever considered to be on as part of that bill? Because you've toured with all three bands, and, and nothing against right. Joan Jett. I know you've toured with her, too. Uh, but I think yeah. you guys could have opened the show or maybe even closed it. I mean, that would have been a good fit. Was there ever any consideration? You know what? Now, I'm just the guy they hand the microphone to, so I don't know <laughs> if there ever was a consideration. I know we're not on it, but we're fine with that because they got a nice package. But from, and like I said, I don't know nothing. I, I mean that when I say I'm just the guy they hand a microphone to, or I take a pen and paper and write some words and, 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 and sing them out. But, um, we're, we're loving just being back out there and, and, and doing what we love to do most. And people are loving it. And, and, and to be honest with you, when we do our headlining set, we get to do an hour and a half, you know? Mm. So we're just fine and happy with doing our own headlining sets for an hour and a half. Because when you get on an opening for something like that, sometimes 
they might give you what 40 minutes mm-hmm. 45 50 an hour at the most yeah so not that we wouldn't have loved to do it i want to make that very clear right. but <laughs> yeah not that i know of we, we we weren't asked and hey we're fine with doing our own intimate headlaying set of an hour and a half Okay. Well, yeah. So I looked uh, on the uh, website. It looks like you do have some shows lined up in the U.S., but right now the dates end in September and I don't see uh, anywhere near me. I'm in Arizona. I don't see like uh, Ah. Vegas or or Phoenix or or are you going to add more dates? You know what? I don't, I'm not sure about that. Now we have the very best uh, booking agents, Adam Cornfield, and uh, I don't know. Usually things are set up at least three months ahead of time. So there could hmm. be more. Hmm. I can't tell you or that could be it, but I, I'm not, not quite sure, Chuck. I can't tell you. I can't, I can't honestly respond to that because I don't know. Cause I know the monsters of rock cruise, you're headlining that that's 2023. So there's a, there's a gap in there. I get you can maybe, maybe you'll just yeah. have a break then. I don't know. Well, I know, and breaks are tough, and we had a year and a half when COVID hit. Oh, my gosh, right. 18 months, and that was around the whole world. Now, from what I understand, usually we do the Monsters of Rock when we do it. It's usually like in February or, or March, and I've overheard that I think this one might be in April or May. I'm not sure, but I'm hoping that they're going to book some shows before the Monsters of Rock, but once again, I'm just the guy that handed the microphone. <laughs> well, yeah. So what, you can tell me about at least the set list because I love this. I heard you guys talking about how you're mixing it up and you're adding in uh, different songs for every show. It's not the same 15, 20 songs for every concert. If you go to a, see you in a different city, it could be different set list. That's right. Well, yes. And uh, we like to change it up. Sometimes what we call just pull a rabbit out of a hat and play this song that you know, that the diehard fans would like to hear. But at the same time, we have to play the staple songs, you know, sure. uh, you know, Marty Cowboy love songs, signs. We got to play these staple songs because we try to mix it up and throw things, you know, like pull a rabbit out of the hat sort of thing. But we have, there's certain songs that are like staple on every set list. You've got to have these songs because, there are people that you're playing for that might say, I haven't seen you since the eighties or, uh, you know, a 91 or you never know. So you always, it's making a set list can be one of the most difficult things because, you know, we have, we have quite a few records. So to try to, you, you got to have the staple songs in there and then you go, okay, now what song do we play? So it can be, uh, we used to kind of go around and around with it, but now we're getting better with it. Frank's usually pretty good at it. And then Brian, we beat up. He's, uh, and, and, and we're all right there going out. Oh, we got to have the staple songs in there. Cause you know, when like, uh, Frank will follow the internet, people go, Hey, maybe you could play that song. Well, it's like, well, we have to play to the super fans that go to multiple shows, but we also have to play to the people that haven't seen us since the late eighties, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. No, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I think one so of the, it, it can be tough. Yeah. One of the first songs that I ever heard from you guys, cause I started getting to rock around 91 
was the song Song and Emotion. And I, I heard you do it on MTV Live and I was just blown away. And I, I, I've always loved that song. I just re-listened to it right before the interview and I'm still getting chills. Um, so I, and then yeah. I, I didn't know that the song was written about Steve Clark and his death. Did you write yeah, that right away after that happened or did you like reflect back? Cause it feels so raw. It feels like you sat down and wrote that immediately after getting that news. Okay, well, here's, and we almost put that song in the set. That one's getting ready to get put in the set here very soon. It almost went in the set last week, but because that's one of those that the fans really just love, and we love too. Mm -hmm. Now, what we were doing is we were doing uh, was Psychotic Supper. We were doing it, uh, we did the, the... the basic tracks, I think, in Bearsville, where we did our first two records, and we were doing working in the studio in New York City. We all had an apartment there on 55th Street and 66th Avenue. And at any rate, so every day, <clears throat> I would come in later, like at four o'clock was my time to come in, and taking the taxi ride from 55th Street and 6th Avenue to the studio. As I was riding in the taxi cab, I would see these people playing like say their saxophone or their guitar or whatever instrument they had and they would have their case open to take in donations I would see that and I would see some of them on the same route I take every day and I'd see some of these people in the same spots and I go oh I see them there most every day a lonely man and his guitar and then the crushing news of Steve Steeman Clark oh my gosh we're like oh because Jeff Leopard or there's to this day, our big brothers. They took us out on the Hysteria yeah. tour for 14 months. Were just took us under the wing, didn't restrain us from anything, just let us go anywhere we want in the round with a stage in the center of the arena. They just showed us how you treat the opening band as part of the show. Because sometimes they'll go, ah, you can only go up this loud, you can, can't go over here, you can't go there. They just let us go anywhere we wanted made us part of the show so that way people walking into the end of the night was a great show and so then the loss of Steve Clark and so we're I was already vocally starting to go with the words and then oh my gosh and then it's it turned into um, you know a dedication to Steve Clark and so the song just evolved into oh my gosh um, you know, it was really inspired by Steve Clark. He was such a great man and such a, oh my gosh, I can't express what Steve Clark meant to us. And so the song went from me seeing people on the corners to, oh, and it turned into all about Steve Clark. Yeah. It's and, beautiful. Like, yeah. is it hard to sing that song though? Does it take you back to that moment where mm-hmm. you... No, it's it's all heart. It's all heart, and uh, it's you know that's the way I like to sing. Is not think about it, just sing it. And we, the guys are playing it from the heart. I'm singing it from the heart, and it's an honor to play it yeah. for Steve Clark. Oh. Yeah, so it becomes m- more so of an honor. Mm-hmm. No, that's and, really cool. Uh, Love that song. One yeah, of my me third too. favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. So you said Def Leppard, that was one of the bands that took you out on tour. But what about uh David Lee Roth? So he takes that you out on tour. tour. 
Yeah. So uh, Brian told me stories like Dave was kind of putting on a show, like you go backstage and there'd be panties on the ground. And I heard you tell some story about how he went jogging in the snow. Was he on cocaine or something? I can't say I saw him him jogging in the snow because Brian, we, he, he, he probably was jogging in the snow too because he's, he does, you know, like his bicycle and his, and his jogging. So I remember wearing rubber boots in the snow and, and being in like Saginaw when he does Panama and he goes, Saginaw. But I never saw him jogging in the snow, but I wouldn't doubt it. That was our very first tour ever. Starting wow. off in, in New Haven, Connecticut, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's gotta be a lot. And then the Motley Crue tour. I mean, you've done, you guys have done tours with, is there any band that you haven't toured with that you want to? Wow. Um, it's like when people go, where all have you been? I go, it's easier to say where we haven't been. Right. Let me see what bands have we not played with? Um, Led Zeppelin, which, um, yeah, can't, can't happen because John Bonham is not there. And so, um, the Rolling Stones, big inspiration. Um, we've never played with them. Um, my first concert was Dan the Green number three at the Oakland Coliseum in 1978. Van Halen opened the show. Then ACDC came out, and we're like, me and my three friends were like, whoa, who is this? Loved it. So Bon Scott and Malcolm Young, my very biggest inspirations. And then Pat Travers came out. We're great friends with him. And then Foreigner came out and then Aerosmith. That was in 1978, somewhere in June or July, 1978, Day on the Green, number three, Oakland Coliseum. That was my first concert. I was 19 years old. Wow. And you never tour with, or you never do shows with Aerosmith or ACDC ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We played several, several shows with them. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. That's amazing. So those bands inspired you. What else inspires you in terms of songwriting? Like, is there books or TV shows or, or, or movies or anything else that inspires you besides other music? Mm, I don't read books much. There's never a movie theater in the little town. There wasn't even a doctor or a dentist in Georgetown in Northern California. Where I grew up in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains, no movie theater. So I'm not much for going to movies. Um, um, I don't read many books, but you know, it's it's those you know concerts. Uh, oh my gosh, just uh, when Bon Scott when okay, so Van Halen comes out. They got in '78 running running with the devil. It was great. They were great showmen and all this, and great artists. But when Bon Scott came out there in jeans and tennis shoes and no shirt. And just the way he worked that microphone and the way Malcolm just played that rhythm guitar and would come up and dun, dun, keep and step back and then step up, dun, dun, keep. Duh. I take every night I would say, I take Bon Scott and Malcolm Young on stage with me every night, every stage I step on. Wow. Have you, you yeah. haven't written a song about them specifically though? Um, uh, uh, they're well, you know, you can be inspired by tons of people, and yeah. you go, Well, that song doesn't sound nothing like them, but you go, But you're still inspired by them. We've met bands that are like these really heavy, hardcore bands, and I go, Oh my gosh, when we meet them, they go, Oh my gosh, you're such a big inspiration. And I go, Wow, their music is 
much heavier than Tesla's or whatever, but still they were inspired by it. So, you know, I was inspired. I was born in 58. So old school country, Hank Williams, all this stuff, you know, Merle Haggard, George Jones, all these, you know, Wayne and Jennings and then rock and roll. Oh my gosh. My first concert in 78 being that lineup I just told you about. It's like, Oh yeah. boy. So, you have all these inspirations and I grew up in the seventies, graduated high school in 76 in Oklahoma, majoring in FFA one, two and three and couldn't grow you nothing. But, uh, I just grew up listening to our bands like bad company, uh, ZZ top. When I talk about ZZ top, I'm thinking of Trey's hombres. Uh, I know most of their bigger hits were later on, but she's got legs and, you know, sharp dressed man and all that. But for me, you know, yeah, you know, uh, Lagrange. Oh my gosh, oh. So, so many things like that. Like I said, Bad Company. I got bands like JoJo Gun, uh, Blood Rock. Uh, oh, all these bands that people go, who is that? And I go, huh? all I know is that's who inspired me. So bands like that that. People will go, I've never heard of it. I go, well, I did hear of it, and we used to play their eight-track tapes, and that's a big inspiration for me. A lot of bands like that, but I don't even know. When these guys and the other guys in the band can say names, I don't know names of people. We were eight-track, we were listening to eight-track tapes. The label had bubbled off long ago. You don't even know what the cover looked like, much less the people that were on it hmm. or who were playing in it. So... You know, you could say like Paul Rogers and I'll know that, oh, he's the singer because we played with him stuff with Bad Company. But I don't know names of members of bands and stuff. And, you know, and sometimes I'll play with people and they'll go, oh, you just played with so-and-so, so-and-so. And I go, oh, okay. And what band is that from? And they go like, Dodo. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, Steve Lukather. Uh, so I'm a small town boy. will always be small town boy. And I don't know all these names. I don't know what they look like, but I sure know what their music felt like. Oh yeah, no, that's that's that makes sense though. I mean, you're just you're kind of in it, and you're in your own band, and that, and you're making your own music. You don't have time to. I know because a lot of musicians I talk to don't listen to other like new music or new bands today. Is that are you feeling the same way? Oh, I listen to some new music. Oh, do you? I'm you know I've got kids, so they play me they play me stuff and and. Sometimes it could even be like into some rap and what's the thing of today, but I don't know who it is or what they'll play it for me. But I, I, I've had people that turn me on to a lot of music and I go, Oh, I love this. Or I'll the, you know, it's like, say Led Zeppelin. If you go out on the tiles, I go, well, can you play the song for me? And, oh yeah. I love that song. Uh, you know, um, so that Led Zeppelin's a perfect example. I don't know the titles of the songs when people go, Oh yeah, I'm the titles going to California on oh, black dog and all this. And then when I hear it, I go, Oh, I love this song. I listened to it. I grew up on it, but I don't know them by name. <laughs> now I, I think, yeah, the, especially because there's so much music now, it's hard to remember the name of every title. And now do you, so you don't listen to like digital music. Are you more still into records and CDs? Well, I listen to digital digital music. I mean, a lot of things are done digitally. We when we did reel to reel, that was to go back to the two inch tape. But I listen to digital stuff. We're in the digital world, so. <laughs> but if you want, give me a digital name of a song, or I'll go. I don't. Know. 
Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what so about again, Chuck? I'm just the guy they hand the microphone. Yeah. To. Well, you don't even have social media, from what I could tell. And so, is that? Did you ever no. have it and you got rid of it, or you just never had a desire to have it? No. Uh, and years and years ago, I went on our Tesla the band, and I said thanks to maybe some people say in Chicago or Illinois, and somebody, a couple people in. Iowa or something, I'm just using these, I'm not saying this is exact, but they went, well, that hurts my feelings, you didn't mention us, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the one time I went on Tesla, the band, and so then, when MySpace came along, that's when people could get the domain name, so some guy got Jeff Keith MySpace, I didn't know it, but I was told about it, and somebody was helping us run that kind of stuff at the time, says, hey, this guy's got your name, and Fans are on there going, this doesn't sound like JK. Hmm. So we had to go after the guy, maybe threaten to sue him. I don't know the exact story. That got, we got the domain name of mine, Jeff Keith MySpace. Then that turned into Jeff Keith Facebook, is it called? Mm -hmm. And the fans all know I don't go on there. I don't even look at it. And they all are okay with that. They know that. I don't go on the internet, but I know I'm on there. Gotcha. Okay. So somebody else yeah. runs the, because obviously Tesla, the band has social media and all that. So someone else runs that. You yeah. just. You oh, just... and the other guys do social media. Yeah. I just don't. Right. Okay. They, they fill me in on what I need to be filled in on. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy, if I'm not playing music, I'm riding my dirt bike or mm, playing baseball with my son. Uh, just picked him up from football practice. He's 11. Um, my youngest daughter, Courtney, she's 24. She graduated from Chico State. She, when I'd give her rides to school every morning, she would play music for me. And so I get turned on to this new stuff the kids are listening to. And now my 11 year old son's doing it, Joe Bob. But so I listen to new digital stuff. And, and I have people that, you know, and then like when I'm with friends and we're playing stuff like say from the seventies and I'll go, Oh, I love this, this song. And Oh, I never knew this song was, you know, Credence Clearwater Revival, or I didn't know it was, you know, uh, Robin Trower and I love Robin Trower. So once again, I have people that are turning me on to all this music, but once again, I don't know any facts about it. I just know for a fact that it very much inspired me and I love the music. I love the songs. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know you got to get out of here. I just have one or two more questions. Um, if that's okay. okay. The, the album shock, that was the last full album that you guys did. And it was produced by Def Leppard's, uh, Phil Collin, but now he helped uh, co-write some of the songs and he shared some of the ideas that he had learned from legendary producer, Mutt Lang. What, what are those Absolutely. ideas that he taught you guys? Oh, he taught us a lot and it was really fun to do. And we just followed his lead. Um, and he co-wrote, I think, on every single song. Um, the only one I wrote lyrics to was uh, Forever Loving You. Hmm. And, and, and that I did my own, because I start with humming a melody and then I fill in the blanks with words. So that was the only one. But you know what was fun with Phil? Because usually with Tesla, we'll go in, we'll work on a song, get the basic track live, and then build on it from there. We've done all of our records usually like that. But with Phil, it was fun because we were following his lead, and we would come in, 
and say sometimes I'd come in and I'd sing the verse on this song and then we'd in the same day jump over to the chorus on the song. Oh, let's sing the bridge on this song. And, you know, and so we would, we learned how to go from, go from one song to another, to another song all in one day. And usually Tessa, we, like I said, we would just go to one song, work on that till we got it, what we felt in the, in the bag and then would go to the next song. So with Phil, it was fun to come in and, you know, sing the chorus of this song. Okay, now let's jump over and let's sing the verse on this song. Oh, let's work on this bridge on this song all in one day. So it was a great experience. Wonderful. And Phil, like I say, he's a, our big brother, and he really taught us a lot. He really enjoyed that. Well, that's really cool. Well, yeah, I hope there, I hope there's another full album because I'm, I'm loving all the new stuff that you've put out. So, and I definitely look forward to hopefully seeing you guys live. If I got to take a road trip, I guess I'll have to do that. Hey, and let us know, Chuck, and we'll roll out the red carpet for you. And you know what? We very are album oriented. So you will get another album out of, out of us just when, uh, we just talked about probably four or five months ago and Frank, I remember him saying that, oh, maybe in the next year or two, we'll put out a record. But right now we can just kind of do this download single thing, you know? Mm -hmm. No, cool. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so you I always... get another album out of us, Chuck, and hopefully you'll love it. I will, for sure. I always end each episode with a charity. Is there is there something, a cause that's near and dear to your heart that you want to promote here besides, uh, obviously, Tesla and your music? Sure. Um, I, would, I would love if you have anything um, in your area where – where they're helping people young and old. Um, like say sometimes they may have a, a shelter or something where people can go to get food, but there's some people that can't, they have no way of getting there. So maybe I've heard of something where they sort of a not meals on wheels, but where they can go into the woodwork to the people that have no way to get to where they're offering help. And that's, so I don't know what hmm. charity that would be. Okay. That's not some Meals on Wheels? Can't get, some, some, some charity where people can't get to where they're helping people. They have no means of transportation or way to get there. And they go to the people and bring them food. Okay. I'll look into that so and I'll, I'll put that in the notes along with uh, Tesla's website. And uh, people can check for tour dates and listen to the, uh, well, the new song is not out yet, but it's coming soon, August. Time to rock. Yes, Time to Rock. It's a great song. And all the rest Thank of the catalog you, is available now. They can listen to it. That's great. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. This has been a blast. You bet. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you. And I'm sorry if you have to travel somewhere, but if you're going to travel, come see us. Let us know. Okay, will do. How do I, I just let Jody right, know? Or how do I? I can't get a hold of you. You're uh, not on social media. Jody will get a hold of uh, Dean Robson. Okay. Our tour manager and he helps manage the band also with Brian Wheat. So if you get a hold of Jody, Jody knows who to get a hold of for you to get, you know, get you a couple tickets and passes definitely so we can say hello. Cool. I'd Thanks. I'd hand. love it. That'd be great. Thank you so much. All right. All right. You bet, Chuck. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thank you again to Jeff for taking the time to do that and uh, and also to his PR person, Jody, for helping set that up. I know he doesn't do a lot of interviews, so I'm incredibly grateful. Uh, make sure to support Tesla. Download the new song, Time to Rock. You can stream it. Uh, buy some Tesla merch. Go see the band on tour. Follow them on social media. Share their stuff, etc. Uh, if you enjoyed this interview, 
Check out some of my other ones. I had Brian Wheat of Tesla on earlier, and I was re-listening to that one earlier today. It was It's actually a really good interview. So if you like Tesla, you might enjoy that one. Tons of other great rock music episodes, like, hey, the band I'm wearing the shirt of, Tora Tora. Great band, great rock band, blues rock. If you like Tesla, you'll love them. Lots of other good stuff. Uh, check it out if you like the show. Subscribe to the show. Follow me on social media. Share it with a friend or spam it to an enemy, whatever you want to do. Thank you for your support. Uh, have a great rest of your day and shoot for the moon. 